The following is a Podcast One Minnesota production. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Oh, you betcha, yeah. If it's made in Minnesota, who's making it and how? Yeah, you got that right. It's the makers of Minnesota, focusing on the products and services uniquely made in Minnesota, and conversations with the makers, entrepreneurs, and innovators in Minnesota about how they conceived of their products and how they brought them to market. With Stephanie Hansen, it's the makers of Minnesota. This is Stephanie Hansen, and you're listening to the Makers of Minnesota, where we talk to cool people doing fun things in the state of Minnesota, whether it's making food products or clothing or apps or service applications. We are interested in all of the maker stories. So if you know of any makers, let us know. You can find us on Facebook. You can find us on Instagram or on Twitter. And I love hearing new stories. So if you've got a brother-in-law that is too afraid to toot his own horn, make sure you let us know. And you can find our podcast where you find all your podcasts. So whether you find it through the My Talk 1071 website, which is where I have my radio show Weekly Dish on Saturdays from 9 to 11, where we also talk to makers on occasion, or whether you have it on Podcast One or Stitcher or iTunes, we are there for you. So today we are talking to Lauren Vanskoy from Essence One. And Essence One is a um, aroma uh, therapy company that is trading in essential oils. And I am dying to hear your story because your <laughs> website story is very compelling, Lauren. So tell me about sort of your journey about how you decided to start Essence One. Sure. Well, first of all, thank you for having me. Oh, yes. <laughs> um, yeah. So I started Essence One. Well, I guess the... The inspiration that I um, had to start it came from an experience after my second child. Um, I had about four to six months after I had her, um, I just started not feeling like myself. I had horrible anxiety, depression, um, especially social anxiety. It was very hard for me to formulate sentences or want to go out and I'd commit to doing something and then would just feel more comfortable staying home. Had that ever happened to you before? No, never. So it was it was odd for me and I didn't know what that meant. You know, Do you think it was postpartum related? I don't know. I, I was on the lookout for that just yep. because I had had friends that had gone through that and they kind of tell you what to look for. But mine was not as much depression as it was all of a sudden just horrible insecurity. You know, I, before I had never compared myself to other people it was just I was comfortable with who I was and all of a sudden especially on social media um, which I think is the case for a lot of people anyway um, it was just I couldn't handle it so yeah so So you're so I'm assuming you're about 30 when this happens is that um, right 30 what was I actually 36 35 Okay. I don't even remember. And were you, you just had a baby, but were you yes. like on maternity leave or were you working at I was on company? leave. Okay. Yeah, I was on maternity leave. And what had you done prior to going on leave with the baby? Um, well, I, I still work there now part-time, but it's a group travel company. Okay. So we plan tours for music groups um, yeah. and tr- take them on tour to Europe or Hawaii or whatever. So, all right. so, so large groups of people I had to okay. feel comfortable with when all of a sudden I couldn't, I wasn't even comfortable around two people. So... It was I very foreign. Yeah, I love, uh, not love this story because it's mm-hmm. sad that it happened to you, mm-hmm. but I am very intrigued by people that go through these experiences. A, like, 
how did you even know to articulate what was happening to you? Mm-hmm. And then B, how you have the like wherewithal when that's happening to figure your way out? Mm-hmm. I didn't at the time. Um, which uh, it's kind of, you know, why I do what I do now. So I didn't know what was going on. And yeah. I, I remember one day I would, you know, t- talk to my husband about it and he was very supportive, but it was just kind of a, a funk, you know, I didn't yeah. know. So that lasted a year at least before I was, um, I found myself on the ground, like crying to my friends, having no idea why I wasn't happy to be with them. Like I had made myself go and hang out, even though, you know, prior to that I had loved hanging out with with people. So eventually I went to a counselor and it took one session for her to essentially tell me because I knew I shouldn't feel these things. I knew I shouldn't be comparing myself. I shouldn't feel insecure. You know, it was, I I was comfortable with myself before all of this. Um, And then she just said what you have because you're so you're used to operating at such a high capacity anyway that it's major depression uh, manifesting as anxiety. So, um, you know, the first thing you talk through is medication and what you can do to help. Um, you know, there was I was interested in natural complementary ways to do things, but I didn't know very much at that point. Um, so I. I did want to do medication right away because that was the fastest route. Yeah. And you wanted to feel better, I'm imagining. Yeah. And she thought that it would just take like a brain reset, kind of six months on this medicine for my brain to reset. Um, And did that work? It worked. Um, Before I gave it the six months, though, I started looking into the complementary things and Do you mind if options. I ask what you were taking? Um, I was, it was Celexa. Okay. Yeah. I tried one other type the first night and I was up buzzing and freaking out and higher anxiety than ever. And I yeah. thought, oh my gosh, what have I done? Um, so then I switched to Selexa and it was fine. Um, and that was a, that's a six week wait. Um, so it's not immediate, but yeah. usually six weeks in you feel better. And I, I did. I felt back to my old self. Um, but in the meantime, I was looking at the natural path. Yeah, because I, I just, I hear like every person I know that has anxiety, depression in your story mm-hmm. and, you take medication because you want to feel better, mm-hmm. but for a lot of people that's situational and you don't want to be on medication for the rest of your right. life. So then where did you turn? Well, I turned to aromatherapy first. Um, my, luckily, my um, OBGYN had just studied integrative medicine, so she was really excited. I, I always tell people, make sure you talk to your doctor before you... Sure. You yeah, know, and we're not that. doctors here. Right, so. Exactly, yeah. So I, I went and I showed her the oils and the different things that I was interested in using, and she was excited for me to to try it and yeah. see. Yeah. So, so you, I'm pretty familiar with essential oils. Mm-hmm. I love them. Yep. I, I think I found my way to them a couple of reasons. Mostly I had been diagnosed with cancer, oh. and I couldn't use deodorant anymore. Uh-huh. So a company locally had made a roll-on oil. Mm-hmm. It was actually for men, but mm-hmm. she was like, you should be using this. So mm-hmm. I was okay, fine. And then <laughs> there was another a pain relief oil that uh-huh. I used, and then I started huffing. I call it huffing, <laughs> but I started huffing peppermint. Yep. Sort of just like as a way to pick me up midday instead of having like a piece of chocolate at three o'clock, mm-hmm. I would have some peppermint. 
So that was my experience. What? How did you learn about essential oils? Um, well, I a friend was using them and introduced me, and I I dove right in because I've always been associated with scents. Like I and and experimenting, you know, in the bathtub as a kid, we would always play with the travel soaps and conditioners yeah. and make potions, and yep. and that's kind of what it is. So I learned through a friend, and then that it was a particular company um, that educated us, and then I just thought, you know, this has been so amazing for me, I would like to get to learn the science behind it. So that's why I went to aromatherapy school. Where um, is the school? I didn't so, know they had yeah, one. Yeah, there's, there's several. The one that I um, went to is online. It's called Aroma Head. Okay. And it started in Florida, but then it became so big, she put it all online. And she studied under Robert Tisserand, who's the big um, yeah, British the aromatherapy. Yep. Yep. Um, and uh, anyway, so through that, I learned the science behind it. We had to take anatomy physiology classes. I had to do... Um, uh, tests or what do they call them? Um, well, basically people told me their scenarios and I, um, case studies, yeah, that's yeah. the word. Um, so people would tell me what their situation was and I would make them their own blends to try to help them. And so we studied that and research papers and. So Essence One has mm-hmm. oils, teas, moisturizers, lip balms, deodorants. Yes. Are there, like, do you have special oils that you use to combat anxiety or to aid with depression. Yes. So a lot of the blends are assistance for anxiety and depression and just basically balancing your life out. Um, Everything is all natural. um, And the reason I got into like I was teaching people how to make their own products and sure. then they started saying, can you just make them? I don't have time. Yeah. yeah. So that's how I got into Essence One. Um, I do offer aromatherapy sessions for individuals, but then I also have the products that are all, yes, 100 percent natural, only scented with essential oils or herbs. I'm studying herbs now as well. So. Um, and it's a doing, wide range. You're doing this part time with your yes, day job. I have my day job. Yep. My boss is amazing and allows the flexibility for me to basically to live my passion through Essence One. So that's part time. Then I have kids and I have continuing to study herbal medicine. I'm studying um, organic skin care and organic hair care just to kind of keep building along on the line. Yeah, because what people don't realize, I think, is that the skin is like a a living organism. Uh So you put things on your skin and they get absorbed Mm -hmm. and can react in certain ways, you know, in a good way if you're dealing with um, natural products, but in a Mm -hmm. not so good way if you're not. Mm -hmm. When you are like putting a product together, are you just tinkering with different oils and then like seeing if they smell good or if they actually like impact someone's PMS symptoms. Like give me more of a like sure. grassroots about how you actually go about sure. doing it. My favorite thing about Essence One is formulating. So I love to formulate new um, new products. Um, yep. Now lately I've taken direction from what my customers are asking, but I study and the reason that I am studying organic Skincare now is because that's kind of the direction that people want me to go. So I have pure aromatherapy based products. So I know people want help with abdominal issues, um, respiratory support, immune system, sleep. Sleep is huge. Calming is huge. So um, for that type of approach, it's mainly um, combining the different essential oils that have components that help those issues. Uh-huh. So in blending my own essential oil blends, I'm looking at several oils that would help, let's say, a headache. Um, if you have a headache, 
peppermint might be the best one for you and lavender might be the best one for me. So the reason we create blends is to combine the different oils to strengthen it. And then um, it it makes it a little bit stronger, but also has more chance of being effective for five of us instead of just you. That's interesting. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So that's, that's what I do there. And then for products, I figure out the different formulations for the actual product and add the essential oil blends later. There has been blends that people have attached to that they'll say, okay, now can you make this, you know, when you make a lotion, I want it to smell like this. So I have different blends that I know are favorites that have kind of been carried to through to different um, parts of my line. You have a website, essence1.life. Mm-hmm. But do you also sell at like events or markets or how are people finding you? Yeah. So everything's online, my website. And then I go around to different events, which I list on my website. There is I have maybe 10 wholesale accounts and those are just companies that have found me at a different different events. I do everything myself minus some help with um, labeling and making some things. But uh, and then I have social media and photography help. But otherwise, I. Uh, haven't had time to approach shops about wholesale accounts. So those have just kind of been accidental. They found me. And then um, I'm in the Mall of America RAS market. Yeah. Which is, Tell me about that oh, experience. Did they find you? They did. Um, it's the best experience for a maker, I think, because you get more exposure than you normally would. And you get to stay in one place versus carting all of our stuff around to all these different markets. So and they did a market around Super Bowl time. Yes. And they came back and they did an all women's market. Yes. Yeah, so it's all women right now. All um, w- women owned businesses. Do you have to work there? In- yes. So okay. we have to staff it. Uh, however, we can share staffing. So I share with three other brands. And then between the four of us, we work out the schedule. We all have kids. We all have day jobs. So it's kind of it's fun and exciting to be there. And then it's also it makes life a little crazier, but it's all worth the just being able to meet people. I think that's my I was going to ask you that. Did you know the people that you're collaborating with and have you shared other like resources like photographers yes. or social or whatever? We do. The maker world is pretty small once you get into it and everybody's willing to help each other out and support each other. So I did know some of the makers that are in RAS. I didn't necessarily know all the people that I share staff with, mm-hmm. but it's everyone's willing to collaborate and help each other out. And are yeah. the oils expensive? They like, do you can, have a lot of money in inventory. Yes, I have to invest a lot. So even even though you know I'm at the Mall of America and I'll I'll be at Rosedale in the fall in the new it's yeah. called Rose and Loon. Um, you have I have to invest in all of the ingredients up front and the containers and, and do have, they go bad? They yes, they can. Um, so I do put I put a batch number on every product that I make and then also an expiration date. So when you get into that natural world, things will definitely expire faster. Average shelf life is a year, but there's definitely some products that are six months. So let's say, you know, I come to you and I see you at one of these markets or one of these stores and I'm having anxiety mm-hmm. about, I don't know, my life. Mm-hmm. Can I like see the bottle mm-hmm. and go, wow, this can treat this? Yeah. Or do I need a consultation to have like more? Sure. No, you can come. Um, I can tell you what it can support. I can't tell you that it will treat anything. Yeah. Uh, just because of the strict FDA sure. regulations. Of course. So and everything's it may be elusive. a combination of things too, uh, yes. right? Maybe yes. you changed your diet and. Yeah. 
Exactly. Yes. So there's always that, you know, okay, this is one area of your life that you should concentrate on. And I always do stress getting rid of chemical products, period. That was like the first thing that I read about natural help for anxiety and depression or any kind of mental um, situation is that those chemicals are not good. They're getting to your brain. They're getting to your hormones, you know, so that's the first easy step, I think. That was easiest for me. Um, of course, exercising. So there's all these different eating better, all these different parts that contribute to whatever you're going through. But yes, you can come to wherever I am, smell the products. I can make recommendations. Mm -hmm. There's a lot of products do multiple things. So yeah. it's not just for this or just for that. It's multiple uh, reasons. How do you decide how to price one of your products? I try to keep my prices lower. The The thing that you learn eventually about being a maker is that if you want it to su be sustainable, you do have to make money at it. I think we're quick to say, oh, I don't want someone to have to pay too much money. Yeah. But when you start looking at all the expenses you have, you have to make sure that you're allowing for those expenses to be covered. So I take the cost of something, you have to add in all of your overhead, which is your expenses for the whole year and divide by how many products you think you'll make that year. And it's math, math prob problems that I actually bought a program for. So but you actually, it sounds like, no, like if I buy a bottle of uh, lip balm, let's mm -hmm. just say, you know how much it's costing you to make that yes. lip balm, it sounds like. Yes, you should. What program did you buy? It's called Priceomatic. Okay. <laughs> it sounds very elementary. That's all right. <laughs> but it's through um, a fellow maker, Layla Barker is her name, and she she does a lot of beauty and spa products. That was kind of her first business, but now she's moved to uh, advising entrepreneurs yep. and makers. Which... It's stunning how many sit in the chair that you're in, mm -hmm. and they have no idea how much things cost. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah. Well, I had to learn because we're basically using our family money yep. <laughs> for this. So I'm not making money yet. They say it takes about five years. You're always constantly reinvesting the money. And I also am a give back company. So I do give a portion of all of the proceeds to a different mental health organization. What made you decide to do that? Because it seems like a lot of the makers as of mm -hmm. the last few years are mm -hmm. give back companies. I It's what got me into it. I knew that finding aromatherapy and finding natural products was what helped me. Um, even if you don't believe that chemically essential oils will help you, the fact that you're taking a moment to just take a deep breath because you like how something smells is helping you. you yeah. know, our bodies, when we're stressed, we're, we're tight, you know, our muscles are tightened and we're, all we're trying to do is survive rather than taking that time to rest. Uh, and so aromatherapy can help slow you down and make you take that break. So I wanted to make sure that when I had all what was going on, I didn't know where to turn with anxiety and depression and right. who to talk to and what was going on. And I just feel like I didn't know there weren't enough resources out there. So I want to draw attention to different organizations within Minnesota to start here uh, where people can turn for, you know, if they are struggling with those kinds of things. So I choose a different organization every quarter. I might actually switch to every year now because i I don't know if I'm making money till the end of the year. So. Yeah, and it's probably maybe more impactful to yes. have one singular more time. message for a year. Yes, mm -hmm. so I do that, and then I also I'm a partner with Susan G. Coleman, Minnesota. Sure. And so I donate uh, a portion of every deodorant that's purchased to them oh, uh, that's for funny. research. Yeah, that's yeah. how I found. I'll have to check out your deodorant. Okay. Yeah, yeah, it's a natural deodorant. It does work, but so that's yeah. Those are why I do what I do. I 
I think having a purpose in what you do makes you love doing something and meeting people and talking through anxiety is something I want to do because until I did that, I wasn't healing. I, I, I bottled it up. I hid it. I was ashamed. And you don't realize probably with everything, once you start talking about it, you find so many people that are going through the same things. And you can find communities. Yes. Too. Yeah. Um, can you think of like how much money do you think it took you to start? Um, it, you start slow. So I started with three products. And then my line has just expanded from there. And you just do charge it on credit cards and then? Yes, I did. But then I I made money right away, too. Sure. They say that once you've got something that you know people will buy, you should just go for it. You should sell it. You should start bringing that money in right away or you are going to end up being in. Yep at a loss quickly. So I would say for, I have liability insurance. I have, um, you know, investing in the initial product, probably $5,000. That's not too bad. And I, I didn't, I, I never want to say I missed an opportunity. So I probably could have started out lower and not done farmer's markets and not bought the tent and all that. But I just, I like to do it right away. And you mentioned that you get help with social media. Can I pick yes. up that just a little bit? Mm-hmm. How did you, did you hire someone to help you? Do they do the posting? Or... Yeah. I hired someone, a contract, yep. f- actually a friend of a, or the daughter of a friend. And she had some marketing experience with Target. She was a stay at home mom and she was just looking for something to do. And sure. she was good. And I find too, they advise that you don't, you know, I do d- a lot of the parts of the business, but you also waste a lot of time trying to do something if you're not good at it. Right. So that was something I invested in as quickly as I found someone just because you're supposed to post once or twice daily because not everybody sees what you're posting and you want to stay connected and you want um, that interaction with people. And for me, it wasn't just, here's the products I'm selling. It was, hey, anxiety stinks. And, you know, if you're having a hard day, take a deep breath. So it was kind of dual Purposed. Yeah, more of a lifestyle Encouraging, yes. Yeah. So I I found her and she was great. And yeah. do you have a Twitter account? I do. It feeds to Twitter. So it Instagram feeds, feeds to, to Twitter. Twitter. So you're using it to repopulate and repurpose. Yes. Yep. It's hard to do all of the platforms. I have a Facebook page too. So they all kind of feed each other right now. And have um, you done any advertising with any of those mediums? I have, yes. I've done the Facebook ads and then uh, that's probably the only social media advertising that I've paid for. For you, did it feel like it worked? You picked an audience, you did a $20 spend, let's say. And yes. Were you managing that they clicked through or that there were actual products mm-hmm. purchased? Yes. it's. I think it for me, it's hit or miss. It's much it's ramped up a lot more, yep. the response that I get. Just as you gain followers and you get your name out there and you meet people and People really do like to meet the maker. You know, it's yeah, a, it's a, a phrase we use around here, but they do. And I think as a maker, I like to meet the people that I'm helping because then you can see the impact that you have. Yep. So um, is there a local company that you admire, like someone that you've There's noticed? a lot. <laughs> do you want to give me a few shout outs? Yeah, there's a lot of companies. Um, one organization that I really think is important is called Girl Creative. Okay. And they it's a all all female but all welcome organization that encourages creative women to find their outlet whether that's making something or you know if they're an artist or a singer or whatever but yeah. um, it's a it's it's a good networking kind of supportive sure. um, group of people uh 
Oh, I don't, I can't, I don't want to name companies because I have so many and I don't want to hurt anybody's feelings. <laughs> but that's the best part about it is you meet so many amazing people and everybody's helping each other. Even if I, you know, run into another skincare yeah. aromatherapy company, it's a very friendly uh, feeling in Minneapolis. And I'm, I feel blessed to be here because it's so supported by customers and the creative makers. What's next for you? Next is I would love to continue to grow my line. However, there's one thing that I experienced as I was kind of as my what I needed to do with this company culminated is I went to a retreat. It was a solitude retreat. Uh huh. And they're not open anymore. Otherwise, I would be shouting it from the rooftops. But it was a six-hour day where it's just you. They provide breakfast and lunch and kind of an idea of what how you want to spend your day, which included like journaling, devotions, prayer. Uh, they had a labyrinth outside that you could walk, a park nearby, just all these t- uh, ways that you could focus on yourself. No, no phones, no computers, just focusing on you. And you could sit there and cry for six hours if it felt good. You could journal. You right. could. So I would love to somehow make that happen. Um, as a business, as as a side part of the business. Yeah, I yeah. just I think it's important and. We don't take enough time, obviously, using natural products and loving how it smells and all of that is great. But I think if you don't take time out of your life, stress is going to kill you some way. I mean, that's morbid, but I don't mean to be that true. Yeah, the number one. Yeah. And it's we don't realize that enough and we don't tear ourselves away from screens and you know i'm just as guilty i'm and we're so proud of our ability to multitask yes. when really we should be proud of our ability to check out yes and to experience nature mm-hmm. or our family or whatever it is exactly you're into. yeah um because so. it is important mm-hmm. um that's really interesting that you talk about solitude and one of the things i read recently was how just walking, going mm-hmm. for a walk, mm-hmm. like stimulates all of this creative brain activity mm-hmm. and allows you to like smell or observe or just take in the world around you and you can create big thoughts about things just by the sheer act of walking. Yeah, exactly. And we don't we don't do it. No, <laughs> we don't do it enough, I should say. Yes. Not enough. Now that the weather's nice, I think we're all out walking. But Yes, more. <laughs> yes. And that's kind of a challenge too, you know, in the winter time when it's dark and you know, maybe you challenge yourself next winter to take up a new hobby or to mm-hmm. just get out, whether it's cross country skiing or just mm-hmm. going for walks and um I'm talking with Lauren Van Scoy and it is Essence One and you can find them at Essence One dot life. Congratulations on Thank your company. You. How long have you been doing it? We just turned two years old. Okay, yeah. so you've two years in is it's turned on now. Yes. It's enough <laughs> turned on that you can't probably turn it off. Exactly. Easily. I'd leave a lot of sad people. <laughs> yes. I can't wait to try your products. It oh, was really you. nice to meet you. Thank Thanks you. For being you too. On.